Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at JoeFresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend. Kesha is officially single and Taylor is officially not. Britney's memoir is fun until it isn't. Will and Jada are separated but together but cheating but not really because separated but reuniting. Got it? And Sinead Grimes tells us about 90210 drama, tabloid headlines, aging terribly, and dating John Mayer. Oh, I guess I'm dating John Mayer now. How lucky for me. This is the most shocking, unfiltered, revelatory conversation I've had with anyone about their time in Hollywood. So pair a cigarette with a Diet Coke like you're a starlet in 2009 and enjoy. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend, a bye. Coastal episode this week. I am recording from my hotel room, uh, this time in Vancouver. And Jason, my producer, you are live from Toronto. That's right. Hi, JJ. Hey, hi. Coming in live. We are covering all coasts this week. And 
We've got the middle of America covered because I am phoning former Toronto resident, current Nashville resident, Shanae Grimes-Beach. And let me tell you something, Jay. This girl is ready to spill some piping hot tea. Okay, I asked her if anything is off limits, and she said, no, ask anything. Oh, I love that. Don't you love that? Yes. And I have like so many dirty questions to ask her. Like, I want to go back to the onset drama that supposedly happened at 90210. Meghan Markle, remember that? Yes. She was <laughs> the on the car. show, like, yes, giving a blowjob on that show. Oh. We're going to talk about that. The time Shanae dated John Mayer. Every Us Weekly cover she was on claiming she was a, quote, anorexic bitch. These are real headlines about her. And her viral video from a few weeks ago clapping back at people saying she's aged terribly. I'm going to ask about it all. No rules. Because you remember this, Shanae was peak tabloid fodder in the Perez Hilton era, right? Like, yeah. we definitely drew on her face in the after show. We'd like, we talked about everything going on with that cast a lot. And when you look back now at the headlines about her weight, her alleged drug use, smoking, onset feuds, it's like 90210, oh my fucking God. It's so alarming to see how we as a culture treated this girl when she was a literal teenager, and she quit acting as a result. She escaped it all. She lives in Nashville like Keith Urban, and frankly, I'm jealous. (laughs) So we're going to get into all of it. That's coming up. Now, Jason, we've both been traveling. We didn't have a chance to catch up. So here's a question for you. Okay. Okay. Did you go to any pumpkin patches this past weekend? (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) No, you did not? You and your man didn't like put on matching flannels and pose on hay bales? No. No. Hmm, that's weird. Did you? (laughs) Um, I did. I did. So on Saturday morning, I put my children in coordinating rustic burnt orange ensembles, as you do. And I took them to this pumpkin patch in Los Angeles that I now realize is basically Coachella for mom fluencers. Okay? It's the patch that the Kardashians take their kids to every year. We waited in line for 25 minutes just to park, and it cost $120 to get in. And we lied about Romy's age. Okay? Like, (laughs) she'll be two for at least three more years. Still, $120 to walk in the door. It's like, and there's no door. It's a literal fence. It's like Disneyland, but make it a farm, you know? like. And that's not even the price of the pumpkins? Oh, no, Jason. The pumpkins are at least $30 each. This is to walk in to what is a cornfield with photo ops and petting zoos. And there's like hay rides and pig races and then like pumpkins in the corner. Like that is not why anybody goes. Every single mom there. This is the most entertaining part. Every single mom there is in their best hashtag fall fashion. And it is 95 degrees, okay? But they're wearing overalls and plaids and Daisy Dukes and big hats and cozy sweaters and thigh-high boots. I swear to God, women teetering through straw and cornfields in six-inch heeled thigh-high boots, posing for photos in front of chicken coops. And I'm just standing there looking around going like, 
when did this trend start? Because before Instagram, I don't believe pumpkin patches were a thing. Like, did you grow up going to a patch? I don't think so. No. I know I know they right? existed, but it wasn't like uh-huh. a family outing that my family no. took part in, I guess. No, I I do. I remember vaguely like one time in preschool going on a field trip. There's like a picture of me on some kind of like back of a truck holding a pumpkin. But that's not how we acquired pumpkins as a family. Like every year we picked out a pumpkin from that big box outside of the IGA and called it a day. Like no matching outfits, no pictures with scarecrows, just like pick one out, kids. And that was it. Of course, like, the cruel joke was that at the pig races, Evan was selected to compete in a dad race in front of the crowd of hundreds of people. He had to wear this giant cowboy hat and race another dad on a toy horse. And I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck, this is it. This is how it ends. Like, I know he's going to try so hard and tear his ACL (laughs) or, like, break his leg at a pig race, and then I'll have to nurse him back to health for the rest of time. This will be his legacy. Thank God he did not, and no big deal. He fucking dominated the dad race. He won the race, won pig noses for all the children, which meant my children wore pig noses for the duration of our trip to the pumpkin patch, refused to remove them for photos, and now all of my cute Instagram photo ops feature my children with pig noses. These are the moments they'll remember forever that you and I don't have. (laughs) These are the moments they will remember forever. You're right. I'm creating highly unnecessary fall memories for my children. I do think next year I'm just taking them to the the Ralphs, okay? Just <laughs> yeah. pick out a $7 pumpkin and we'll call it a day. To think I put eyelashes on at 8 a.m. on a Saturday for that, you know? Should we just get into it, Jay? It's been a week. It's been a week, yeah. Okay, actors are still on strike, and no one is happier than musicians who are taking all the headlines they can get. That's why I'd like to kick things off with a new segment we're calling Now That's What I Call Music News. Now That's What I Call Music News. Lots to get to today. Up first, Kesha woke up in the morning, and she did not feel like P. Diddy because she had been dumped. She tweeted... (laughs) Or X'd, I don't know what it's called. I just got dumped for the first time in my life. Can you believe it? We're all fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say. If Kesha can get dumped, is there any hope for the rest of us? (laughs) I just can't believe she's never been dumped in 36 years. You know? Yeah. I don't think that's healthy. I think all people should be equal parts dumpy and dumper. You know, because if you're always (laughs) doing the dumping, then you probably have commitment issues. And if you're always getting dumped, then you might be picking the wrong (laughs) people for you, right? Or there's something wrong with you. Or there's something wrong with you. I I went the nicer (laughs) route. I went the nicer. Thank you so much. Yeah, they go low, I go high, Jason. Can I ask you this? How many times have you been dumped? Oh, um... Mm-hmm. Like I love two when big we ones get personal with Jason, two, my producer. I, I'll say two, two big, big dumps. Ones. Yeah. <gasps> Jason has had two big dumps, everyone, <laughs> if you're just tuning in. <laughs> and how many times have you been the big dumper? Um, 
I know one two, time for actually. Sure. I guess two. Mm. So I'm 50-50 equal. <gasps> You're the perfect dater. That's great. Congratulations, Jason. Hang on. Let me yeah. just get you the crap. And this is not planned. You deserve for that. No, that's big. Yeah. That's big. That's big. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I tell you now that I have reflected upon my past, uh, I have only been dumped once. But I haven't had many people to dump. So, like, I've, you know, I've been with the same person for 16 years. And then I think I've, I've had maybe, like, four real boyfriends beyond that. And the one time I was dumped, I was in grade nine. It was my first quote-unquote boyfriend. And after, like, two or three months, which is a lifetime in grade nine, he called me up on the literal family landline, had to, like, ask my mom if I was home. And then I remember I took the call upstairs in her office on our rotary telephone, and he told me our relationship was like baseball, a swing and a miss. Oh, that's I'll never so forget bad. The, that's literally what he said, a swing and a miss. And listen, if we're using baseball terms, it's probably because I never let him get past first base. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just came up with a comeback 26 years later. Thank you so much. He's listening. He's listening. Yeah. He's a very successful engineer. He went to MIT. So listen, the miss was for me, honestly. After that, I never let anybody dump me again. Maybe I am Kesha. Kesha, who just footnote, should be noted. Kesha sings what might be Jason and my all-time favorite pop girl ballad, the criminally underappreciated Praying. Chills, chills, shaking. Uh, Also, second footnote, that song was on my birth playlist when I went into labor with Rio and Dre, meaning like there was like 12 songs that I put on a playlist that I was okay to have my first child emerge from the womb to. You know what I mean? I mean, great pick. What else was on it? Uh, It was like the Jurassic Park theme song. Okay. And praying. Okay. I really wanted Dre to come out to like... I can hit the high notes too, Kesha. Anyway, Kesha now says she's looking for a sugar daddy, and I think we're all praying for her to find one. Next, Adonis Graham. And if you listen to Phone a Friend, you know that is Drake's son, okay? This is an Adonis Forward podcast. He turned six, and to celebrate, he released his first single. My sons barely got a cake when they turned six, and he got a solo single. It's called My Man Freestyle. Drake released it along with a music video featuring Adonis rapping to camera and playing basketball with his little friends. And I just have to admit something. When I saw this pop up, I was nervous. Because what I do, Jason, is I compare my six-year-old children to celebrities' six-year-old children. It's just like a really healthy thing to do as a mother. (laughs) It's actually a parenting tip. Parenting tip. Always compare your kids to famous kids you see on the internet. So every time I see Adonis, like, hit a three-point shot in his private underground basketball court, I'm, like, full 
envy. You know, like my kids are out here missing the damn t-ball and this fool Adonis is doing pick and rolls on Raptors players. So I worried like, oh my God, is he going to be some prolific freestyle rapper as well? And then I listened to the track and the answer I'm relieved to say is no. He is terrible. Listen to this. I was playing on my iPad and I broke my iPad. I'm going to my house, seeing my dad. <laughs> I love that part. I'm saying hi to my dad and I have to go change. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a literal six-year-old's just like train of thought set to a beat. I can't get enough. Here's the chorus. Don't talk to my man like that. I like it when you like it. I'm sorry. I mean, that part is kind of tight. I'm literally like dropping it like a thotty in my hotel room. Yeah. But the freestyle, listen, Adonis, you might dunk on my twins' asses in basketball, but they would crush you in a rap battle. Crush! They would Eminem and 8 Mile you so hard. I should seek therapy. It's This <laughs> is a problem I have. Happy birthday, Adonis! It's pretty good. Next in music news, excerpts from Britney Spears' highly anticipated memoir, The Woman and Me, dropped. And The Woman and Me is shaking. At first, I was casually reading the revelations. They were cute. Like, she was roommates with Christina Aguilera on the Mickey Mouse Club. Adorbs. It was between her and Rachel McAdams for the role in The Notebook. Fun. She first kissed Justin Timberlake as a, quote, Janet Jackson song was playing in the background, which really, (laughs) I was like, a nice touch, Brit. Like, nice. That's like a weird full circle thing. It's a great little, like, subtle shade to drop in. And then she hit us with the fact that she was pregnant with Justin Timberlake's baby when they were 19 years old, and he urged her to get an abortion. Like, what? Jason, I thought they were virgins. Nope. I thought there were chastity rings exchanged. I mean, they said that, remember they said that all along, but then he went on Howard Stern and like said that it was (gasps) all a lie and they were like- Right. And like made fun of her. It was just terrible. Well, this is why I think InSync should have announced their tour last month, because now I fear Justin Timberlake is canceled again. Yeah. I don't know. There is, like, obviously a lot to dive into here, and maybe we'll go deeper when the book comes out next week. And honestly, I hope it flies off the shelves, because... She has waited long enough to tell her side of the story. She has sort of been voiceless for so many years. So I'm glad that we get to hear it from her. And tell me if you feel this too, Jason. The excerpts that I've read are sort of like Britney's Instagram with punctuation and slightly more elevated vocabulary. Like it does feel like it's still her talking. You know what I mean? That's what I I read Jessica Simpson's book and it's like so her typing it out. It's half the fun of reading it. Oh, yes. Jessica Simpson's book was like, was there an editor? Was is it just a train of thought? No, like I think there's some like LOLs like in the book. Actually. <laughs> oh my God. Well, all New York Times bestsellers should include at least an OMG and OMFG or an LOL. <laughs> That's just a rule of publishing. Well, Brittany, we wish you luck because the revelations in this book are almost as shocking as the People magazine cover photo of Brittany promoting the book. 
Did you see this? Yeah. This is a terrible photo. Like, it's not that she looks bad. It's just the angle is rough. Her eyes are half closed. Like, and it is on the cover. Britney, People Magazine did you dirtier than Jamie Spears. Honestly, tell me who approved this photo and I will hunt them down and dance with prop knives in front of a Christmas tree until they retract it. (laughs) Finally, in Now That's What I Call Music News, congratulations to Taylor Swift for being paparazzi official with Travis Kelsey. Also for breaking domestic records for the highest grossing concert film ever, but mostly for holding hands publicly all weekend all over New York City with your new man. Confirmed, Jason. They were at SNL. They were at Nobu. They have been shipped. They are shipped. I ship. I don't know how to use that term, but I like <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I, I mean? Ship I, I ship them. I ship it. I ship them. They've been shipped. Our man, I should note, New York uh, paparazzi Cesar Pena got a video of them holding hands headed to a car. And at one point in the video, Travis says to her security guard, he says, quote, step aside and I'll take it from here. And I am moist. Oh, God. (laughs) Jason, he is a certified hunk. I used the word oaf a lot last week. I'm going to it's he's a hunk. He's a hunk. And now. She's a certified movie star. Okay, let's talk about that. Her movie made $92.8 million at the box office. No thanks to you and me, Jason. We skipped it. No, we skipped it. Actually, at this time, um, Jason and I would like to release a statement. We could not attend the Eras movie on opening weekend due to scheduling conflicts. I.e. Jason was out of town and no one else would go with me. (laughs) Beyonce made the time to go. We did not. We did not. But we did make plans to see the movie together when we're back. But let me ask you this. Now that the movie is out, Jason, my producer, the question is, do you still want to see it? Because all weekend, TikTok was flooded with videos of tweens and teens in movie theaters wearing sequins and friendship bracelets, dancing in the aisles, holding up their flashlights, belting along to every song. One video shows moviegoers, you saw this, right? They're holding Mm -hmm. hands in like a cultish circle at the front of the theater (laughs) as if engaged in some sort of like swift related ritual. Literally, your movie going experience will sound like this. The shrieks. I mean, I felt those in my elder millennial bones. Does this make you more or less inclined to go to this movie? Less. I just don't think I can. I don't even like, I get annoyed when people bring out their phones in a theater or they like whisper. I can't. That's the oddest thing is that people are literally in a movie theater treating it like a concert. They're like TikToking and filming, dancing and standing up. They're breaking all the rules. Yeah. And people are mad about it. I feel conflicted because, listen, I have an insatiable zest for life. You know this about me. I love being a part of a communal experience. Yeah. I also love (laughs) sitting down. 
Okay, and I'm not sure I could enjoy this, like, two-plus-hour film if I had to dance and sing and hold my flashlight in the air. Like, I go to movies to relax. Sorry, I should quote Nicole. I come to this place for magic, Jason. (laughs) And I'm not sure I could handle this level of magic. You know what I mean? Me either. Not right now. So let's do this. Let's wait until the hype dies down a little bit, like the old maids that we are. Yeah. And then go in a few weeks when we can sit down and enjoy the film without having to ask, like, Peyton and Ella to sit down in front of us, you know? (laughs) Perfect. Great. Perfect. Now that's what I call music. News. Now that's what I call music. News. What's next? What's next? We elder millennials give Gen Z a hard time, you know, for dancing at movie theaters, for being on TikTok all day. But once in a while, if you drown out the noise of screaming in movie theaters and you really pay attention, they can actually offer some groundbreaking ideas like this one. It's time for What's Hot on TikTok. What's hot on TikTok? A TikToker named Maddie Mayo has recently taken credit for starting an online movement called Silent Walking. Listen to this. Not me unintentionally starting a movement. It's called Silent Walking and it's about to change your life. Your brain just gets into this flow state and everything is quiet. And suddenly, you can fucking hear yourself. Not her making me interested. This sounds pretty great, okay? I want to experience this level of clarity and calmness. So what is this silent walking, you ask? Well, at first I assumed it must be some innovative discovery, like high-tech noise-canceling earplugs, a state of elevated meditation. But no, it is not. Apparently, this groundbreaking concept of silent walking, this movement that's begun on TikTok, is Literally just walking without your phone. Silent walking is just walking like it's 2004. But let's give TikToker Maddie, and of course her name is Maddie, credit. She says she was challenged by her boyfriend one day to go out for a walk without her phone. No AirPods, no music, no podcasts, no way. She like literally had anxiety just thinking about it but finally decided to try it and found that something amazing happens when we aren't glued to our phones 24-7. After 30 minutes of silent walking, I suddenly had the clarity that I had been always looking for. The brain fog lifted. Suddenly, all these ideas are flowing into me because I'm giving them space to enter. When you're listening to a podcast or music, you're distracting yourself. You're not letting the signs and the ideas have space to come to you. Give me a second to just make space for something to come to me. Oh, God, this is hard. Hang on. Do we have time for me to go for a walk, Jason? Uh, Oh, not right now. No, we're recording. Okay. As someone who has almost 20 years of silent walking experience, no big deal. I mean, I guess Maddie is right. (laughs) Like, yes, if you walk outside without your phone distracting you, you will be alone with your thoughts. And this revolutionary concept has begun the silent walking movement where kids across the world are trying this idea of leaving your phone at home for 30 minutes to go for a walk. 
It's taking TikTok by storm, ironically with videos of kids documenting their silent walking while talking to their phones. <laughs> but who am I to judge, Jay? You know, they're in a flow state. Yeah, that's the best part. I don't know. It's like, this is the best. I can't. It's, I, I, I feel like I can make fun of these kids all day. But then again, I don't know. I'm not sure that I've taken a silent walk since I acquired, like, a disc man in 2003. Have you? Right. Uh, no, I don't think so either. No. I, like, go on walks to listen to things. It's, like, a long right. time to, like, have time with my, like, podcast or my music. It's, like, I've been on walks where halfway through one of my AirPods dies and I, like, anxiously run back home. No. Oh, my God. You, how, you cannot continue. No. No. Like sitting somewhere silently, walking somewhere silently without AirPods or a phone is is like creepy. Like if I see a man just walking around, I'm calling the police. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what's hot on TikTok. What's hot on TikTok? What's next? What's next? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Jason, have you recovered from preparing this next segment? I have not. <laughs> Still no. No, this has been... Not me not recovering. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't been enlightened by the silent walking movement, and you have been on your phone, then you've seen the Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith divorce, but not really news. I've been kind of half paying attention to it for a week, and I didn't really understand what was going on, which made me feel dumb and busy. So I thought I'd do a deep dive so you don't have to, my loyal phonies, with another edition of Dumb and Busy. Dumb and busy. But wait, hold the phone. Because once I started unraveling all of these outrageous and unnecessary stories, I realized that this really is just dumb. And I'm actually kind of too busy. So welcome to a new segment called This is Dumb. I'm busy. Ooh. This is dumb. I'm busy. So Jada Pinkett Smith is dragging us all to the red table, whether we like it or not, with the release of her tell-all memoir called Worthy. In the book and in all of the press she's been doing this week to promote the book, she's sharing really personal things, and I'm not sure why. Let's start with the bombshell news that her and Will have been secretly separated for seven years. Not divorced, but separated, living separate lives, dating other people. I'll let her explain. There are different stages in my marriage where Will and I decided we were not together. And we just didn't want people to know the dynamic of what was happening between us. We didn't think that that was anybody else's business. I mean, you're right. It is not anyone else's business. And it still doesn't feel like it's my business because now I'm just looking back at the last seven years like this was all an elaborate lie. It's one thing to have marriage troubles and deal with those privately while maintaining your professional life. Like a lot of people do it. You kind of have to when you're a public persona. But they were out here being married, being like, couple goals, walking every carpet together, posting pics together, giving like family advice together. I interviewed them together in the last seven years and I talked to them about the secrets to their marriage the whole time when apparently the secret to their happy marriage was not being together at all. The most confusing lie is when like it was around 2019, 2020, still separated from Will, we now know. 
Jada secretly starts dating the singer August Alsina. It's okay, I don't know who he is either. So now she has to try to keep that and her separation from Will a secret. So this is not just a double life. This is a quadruple life. She's living a lie within a lie within a lie. It's the Russian dolls of lies. And this is where it gets dumb. Things start to leak about her in August. And so instead of just coming clean about being separated from Will or like just ignore the rumors because you're an A-list star and you don't have to address them, instead, she clears things up for us by inviting Will to the red table to discuss the whole thing in one of the most bizarre decisions ever made by an A-list couple. Remember this? You know, you and I were going through a very difficult time. We decided that we were going to separate for a period of time and you go figure out how to make yourself happy and I'll figure out how to make myself happy. Well, at that particular point in time, it was indefinite. Yeah, I really felt like we could be over. No, we were over. And then what did you do, Jada? I got into a different kind of entanglement Mm -hmm. with August. An entanglement? Yes. (laughs) 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 I'll never forget Will Smith's face in that conversation. So at the time, we think they're talking about an entanglement, aka an affair. But now we know they fully weren't together during any of this. So they were trying to make it seem like she wasn't cheating and they weren't in an open marriage when in reality, she actually wasn't cheating and they weren't in a marriage at all. I'm so confused. I think I need to take a silent walk. Here's the strangest thing for me, Jason. It's not like she's out here doing what Prince Harry and supposedly what Britney is doing in her new book, right? Which is writing a memoir to clear up a public narrative that was wrong about you, right? To like, let us hear the truth from your perspective. The narrative that Jada is clearing up with this book was all created by her on her own show. She's like, let me clear up all these lies that have been told about me and Will by me and Will. <laughs> and now, I think Jada is really the only one left on Earth who does need to sit down at the damn red table. Like, what are you doing? And after all of these revelations, people are starting to side with Will Smith, which was definitely not on my 2023 bingo card. People now think that this confusing, weird, and dumb, just dumb situation, was like what was maybe building up a lot of tension inside of Will, which ultimately led him to slap Chris Rock and tell him to keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Oh, and by the way, she wasn't his wife at the time, which she elaborates on on the Today Show. I'm really shocked because we haven't called each other husband and wife yeah in a long time i'm like what is going on I right keep now my wife's, wife's name. name out of your yes. mouth yes. right how about you just keep all of this out of your mouth jada pinkett smith why are we doing this people are now saying sorry i mean jada went to people the magazine to say that there's even more to the whole Oscars thing. Chris Rock apparently found out that she and Will were secretly separated, and he asked Jada out on a date before the Oscars. Will heard about it, and that's why he was so mad and slapped him. Which now, I mean, this is the one thing that actually sort of makes sense, but it's still all too much. I will say there is a light at the end of this dark, confusing story. After spilling... Literally everything about their separation, lies, entanglements, and slaps. Jada reveals to Hoda on the Today Show that her and Will are now actually back together and working on healing. 
we are in a place now that we are in a deep healing space and we are really concentrating on healing the relationship between us. So just so I'm 100% clear, you were divorced, not on right. paper, but now we might be a point where we're back together. We are working very hard at bringing our relationship, yes, bringing our relationship together. Back, back to a marriage again. Back to a life partnership. Yes. Oh my God, we are all Hoda. Hoda is like, what the fuck is going on here? I feel like I'm in the movie Inception and I've lost track of reality. Can we just go back to 2020 when Will Smith was sitting on his throne as the Prince of Bel-Air and a beloved A-list Academy Award-nominated movie star with one of the only stable marriages in Hollywood? No, we have to read Worthy? Uh, Jason, are you reading this book? No, probably not. We used to love Jada. Pinkett Smith. We love the Red Table Talk. We love the Red Table Talk. There were so many fascinating episodes. You would learn a lot about like mental health and relationships. So this just, it just seems so weird. I agree. I've admired her for a long time as an actress, as a mom, as somebody who in such a position of power and fame was willing to just lay it all out there. And I think that that happens when you see yourself as somebody who is open and shares everything and and you're healing people as a result. I think she's just trying to do that here and has taken it too far. Like, I really do think there's a line. And when the line is like undoing lies that you have told, it it just it feels unnecessary and dumb. And I'm busy. (laughs) This is dumb. I'm busy. What's next? What's next? Okay, let's move from a tell-all book to a tell-all phone call. I have three pages of burning questions, and I can't wait anymore. It's time to phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I am calling actress, content creator, YouTuber, and entrepreneur that you know from Degrassi or 90210, or just from popping up in your feed and being an all-around badass, my friend, Sinead Grimes-Beach. Hello? Hello! Jesse. Hi! Hello, my fellow <laughs> Canuck! How are you? Hi, friend! <gasps> Would you consider me a friend? Is that a weird thing to say? Does that feel right? No, I'm re- I'm glad you used the word because I feel like I know you. I I've know. watched you forever. I We've know. obviously known each other through the industry for years, but I told you about the time I like recognized your children at a playground and felt incredibly creepy. And I had to like tell you and get it off of my chest immediately. So yes, I, yes. I, should we're, we just, we're friends. Should we just discuss that? Cause this is how Shanae and I reconnected because yes, you were on Degrassi around the time when I was at MTV. Yes. Like yeah. the, you were a guest on the after show. We were around each other in Toronto. For sure. And then you, you know, moved to LA and you're this big star years later. I get this email from Shanae out of the blue that was like, hey, not to be a creep, but um, one of your twins came up to my kid on the playground and I recognized him from the internet. Do you live nearby? Do you want to hang out? Yes. I know. I felt so creepy. Like, no. what a weird thing, you know? No. But it it, was it is best. what it is. <laughs> and I was so happy. And I feel like more people, more moms especially, need to be less afraid to just reach out and connect yeah. because then we started emailing and we yeah. did live really close to each other really close to each other but do you know i pulled that email up yesterday and it was sent 
on January 22nd, 2020. <gasps> so like a month and a bit later, the world shut down. <laughs> you moved away. I know. And I think it's fair to say that one of the most devastating effects of the pandemic is that we never got to hang out as mom friends. Would you agree? Uh, definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. know, global pandemic, schmandemic, right? Shman- we didn't get that hang time in. <laughs> right. Pandy yeah. schmandy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here's what you need to know about this podcast, Shanae, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Friends Beach. For some reason, it has a real 2008 energy. (laughs) And that, like, it really is just a theme that flows through the pod. I love that for you, by the uh, way. Thank you so much. (laughs) It wasn't ever the intention, but here we are. And you know what? It's the best era, man. Like, oh, oh, not 100%. It is the best era. I peaked in 2009. It's <laughs> all been downhill for, for since then. So Same 2008, girl. by Same the way, right? I mean, that is the year that you, you're 18 years old. You are cast as the lead in yeah. the 90210 reboot. Literally the second coming of Brenda Walsh in one of the most anticipated shows of that entire era. I know. And that was somehow because of Hillary Duff? What happened yes. there? Yes. Yes. I like owe my, you know, my professional existence to Hillary Duff, basically. Because she was offered the role of Annie Wilson on N O two and O and she turned it down. Mm. And I I mm. just, you know, swooped right in there and was like, I'll happily take those leftovers off your plate, Hill. Thanks. Oh my Thanks god. For that solid. Please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's a round of applause for Hillary Duff. For turning down the role of Annie that went to Shanae. Yeah. And so you moved to Hollywood. You're living in Canada at the time when you get the role. Yeah. You moved to Hollywood. And this is what's wild to me is that it's not like a slow burn. Some, right? Some people go and they, they, they're trying to make it in L.A. for yeah. years. You are suddenly catapulted into fame during this peak tabloid culture. You're on Perez Hilton, TMZ. Covers of Us Weekly. I mean, mm-hmm. Dan and I are, are, I'm sure, drawing on your face on the after show. <laughs> what was that like? Surreal. I mean, totally surreal. Like, I was a super fan of pop culture, too. You have to know this. Like, mm. I was a diehard. I mean, I grew up watching 90210. I think I was the only one in my cast that had ever watched the show. And I was super fanning over all of the old school people that we would have come onto the show and everything like that, like shaking when I met Shannon Doherty. Uh, But I was also just like a super fan of pop culture. I was so, I mean, enamored by you guys and what you were doing on MTV with the Hills and everything like that. Like I loved tabloid culture, Perez Hilton, all of that kind of stuff. So it was like the thing of like a teenage girl's daydreams to suddenly be the one who's featured on all these sites and all of that kind of stuff until, of course, it is not a thing of anybody's dreams. It turned into a fucking hellish nightmare. But, uh, (laughs) but, you know, initially it was super exciting. Like, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was very surreal. So I remember you just being like a tabloid fixture. I remember that. But this week I searched the archives to see specifically what was being written about you. (laughs) And I would like to read you just a few actual headlines from websites, blogs, magazines that were written about you (laughs) when you were 18, 19 years old. Are you prepared for this? No, not at all. (laughs) Go for it. I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) 
90210 Girl Gone Wild. Are the stars of 90210 too skinny? Too thin for TV. Sinead Grimes follows in Lindsay Lohan's footsteps. Sinead Grimes' ego out of control at Gemini Awards. I don't know why that's hilarious to me, but, but it is. That's very funny <laughs> to me, too. Sinead Grimes, rumored to be a bitch on the set of 90210. Sinead oh, yeah. Grimes is a first-class bitch. Sinead Grimes is an anorexic bitch. Sinead Grimey Coke pants. Oh. Sinead Grimes, skanky chain smoker. <laughs> I mean, they had the chain smoker part, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's some legitimacy to, to some of these claims, okay? Oh, my God. These are actual headlines written by adults about you when you were a teenager, which we can yeah. now both look back and agree is horrifying. Yeah. I mean, it was horrifying <laughs> at the time, too, to me. But, you know, it not it mind-boggling now just what a difference that 10 to 15 years makes? Different times. We would never use words like anorexic as slander against yes. somebody, defaming somebody in a negative, derogatory way. That's a very serious issue that is a really serious problem. Even the word bitch, like the word bitch has haunted me my entire life. It's not a word that we use in our household um, because it's just such an easy fucking band-aid to slap on a woman yes. for behaving in ways that, you know, a man would otherwise be respected for. And it's, it's yeah, it's wild. Wait. Can you just talk about that? The word bitch has haunted you your entire life. What What do you mean by that? I am a very outspoken person. Which I'm is why a, we love you. You know, I say it like it is. I'm a, I'm a Scorpio. I have like resting bitch face. Like it's just, <laughs> it is what it is, right? Like I don't smile because somebody tells me to. And mm. I... I don't walk around like sunshine and rainbows are pouring out of my ass. Like, it's just not my demeanor. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or a mean person, but it's a word that has been used um, against me to paint a negative picture about me for a very, 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 very long time. And it's it's something that I'm starting to kind of embrace, like, if you want to call it that, call it that, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I am who I am. My character is my character. I stand by my character. And I'm I'm proud of the person that I am. I think there was a period of time where I was so afraid of being called a bitch because I'd been called a bitch so much that I, I really kind of abandoned, like, who I am and what feels right to me so that I could appease more people and whatever. And I'm just in a place now where like, I'm too fucking old and too <sighs> tired to be doing any of that anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's your first DJ Airhorn sound effect of the episode and well-deserved, <laughs> well-deserved. And I'm so sorry that you had to navigate all that. At yeah. the same time, I really want to know <laughs> when you said there is some truth to some of those headlines. Which ones, oh, Janae? I mean, definitely the chain smoking. Okay, like, yeah. No secret about that. There's photographic evidence of me carrying cartons of cigarettes uh, through a And by the way, like, upon looking at them me. this week, I was like, is this kind of chic? She has, like, grocery bags and she's chain smoking. I'm sort of listen, into it. Yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but, like, no. they'll never not look cool to me. Like, you know, <laughs> it just is what it is. Uh -huh. Different times. We, like, value health and wellness now, but still. Right, um, yeah. And the ego thing, for sure. I mean, 
ego played such a huge part. And like you touched on already, like these things were being said about me at 18 years old when I was catapulted to instant overnight, huge same. Like how can ego not come into the equation for anybody of that age in that situation. Like find me the freaking saint angel human being out there that that doesn't affect. And like, I will bow down to them. You know, they're a better person than I, but, but absolutely like ego, definitely, definitely. It inflated my ego until it completely burst that bubble and, and humbled me to, you know, a very, um, wild extent. And, and that was all stuff that I had to like navigate and cope with. And I'm grateful for all of it because I think it led me to a place in my life where I, I always say like, I make decisions about how I am, but especially with like career stuff, like I, I take the ego right out of the equation. I am a hustler. I'm on a mission. I've got goals. And if I made decisions for myself based on the ego that I had at 18 years old, um, I probably wouldn't be willing to, to do the grafting grind that I'm always up for now, you know? That's so true. And, and by the way, like, if I had paparazzi following me around in 2008 to 2010, I would have gotten the same headlines. Like, yeah. how do you live your life as a young person? How do you navigate all that? It's 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 impossible. You are in this, the craziest position. Yeah. And, you know, because you and a lot of your castmates were these tabloid fixtures during the time 90210 was airing, there was a lot of rumors about what was happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I would like to go through a few of them in a game okay. I'm calling 90210. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. 90210. Oh my God. Well done. I thought it was really original, and then I saw you had a YouTube video that was called yeah. basically the same thing, and I was like, um, okay, well. I know too much. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you a rumor about the show. You tell me if it's true, or I would prefer you say 90210 yes. Okay. Or false okay. 90210 no. Okay. okay. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Some of the cast members were not speaking off camera and only talked or made eye contact when they had scenes together. Yeah, 90210, yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Ooh! <laughs> According to page six, reliable source, you once said to your castmates, quote, this is my show, everyone else is riding my coattails. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like something one would naturally say to another <laughs> human being. Uh, yeah, no, no, but I do, we do have a story that that is where that is fabricated from. There's like this, like, grain of of some something in there wait what is the story (laughs) we we were on set and um there was this guy fuck i wish i could remember his name so i could call him out because he was just this like very like misogynistic had this air about him where he was really poking at one of my castmates who was very sweet like she was never going to stand up and put him in his place or say anything but i just Mm. watched him kind of chipping away and bullying her all day like little digs at her and this and that whatever and he was just walking around like this really egotistical fucking creep yeah you know i called him out whatever i said i was just like you know don't stop it or whatever and he was like who the fuck are you to like and i was like this is this is my set that's what i said this is my set so this is where we work 
every single day. This is where we've worked for years. You don't get to come on here for a day, a couple of days, and treat the people who work here every day like that, period, end of story. And this got spun into a story that said, this is my set, blah, blah, Everyone blah. else is riding my coattails. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Who is this motherfucker? I don't know. Was he working? Was he an actor? Was he playing he was an a actor. teenager? Oh, he was he, an actor. He was an actor. He, oh my God. I don't even remember the character no, he was playing. we don't need to like, name is, him. You know? I'm okay, like, but I, he was a, yes, middle. Uh, he was a day player. Just right. was there for a day or two. You know, so <gasps> I don't wow. remember. But yeah, it was like so bad. And it just ate at me because I was like, <laughs> of course, this is what I get for like, standing up for somebody else like i wasn't even standing up for myself i was standing up for somebody else who i knew just wouldn't because it just wasn't again the bitch yeah (laughs) yeah the bitch right but still like my intention was positive and it got spun into something that was very negative (laughs) wow oh shanae is spilling the piping hot. She's always fucking spilling the tea. This is my problem. She's always spilling the tea. No, that's why I'm obsessed. I, I okay. speak too much truth, guys. It gets me in trouble a lot. More truth must be spoken. Resume <laughs> game. Annalyn McCord wanted to strangle you off camera. Yeah, probably true. Yeah. Did you mean to say 90210? Oh, yes. Yes, 90210. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think those are her exact words, actually. <laughs> that she occasions. wanted to strangle you. Yeah. Okay. Got it. But you and Annalyn McCord made up on the last day of filming. 90210. Yes. 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 Yeah. She's one of my, my besties. I know. I life. love that. Yeah. According to Entertainment Weekly, all of the female stars of 90210, quote, weighed under 100 pounds and felt pressure to stay that way. Oh, gosh. Um, No, definitely not true at all. Mm. Uh, No, I think, you know, that era again, like, I mean, I was 18. Like, I was never over 105 pounds soaking wet. And, you know, and then I always say, like, with every kind of five to 10 years of womanhood, like, so comes on another five to 10 pounds. Like, (laughs) your new, like, average body weight just gradually increases over time. Absolutely. Yes. That one always rubbed me the wrong way, for sure, you know? Listen, at this point in my life, if a magazine wants to put me on the cover with the headline, Jesse Cruikshank, dangerously thin, I would be thrilled. Please. <laughs> Please. Anyone? No? Uh-huh. Any takers. Okay. It's getting hotter. Are you ready? You yeah. hooked up with John Mayer. Oh, my God. No. No. Oh, no. Uh, no. No, 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 no. But I have another good story about that one. I'm relaxed. I, I'm comfortable. I'm settling in. Go ahead. Hey. So that story broke in whatever news publication it was. And me, like an idiot, and my, like, sarcastic, dry sense of humor tweeted, like, oh, I guess I'm dating John Mayer now, or, like, you know, something along those lines. I was like, how lucky for me, if lucky, like, not, basically. Like, right. some, like, yeah. really stupid, lame uh, joke. Anyway, cut to, like, months later, I was at Chateau Marmont having dinner, as you John do. Mayer and his friends walked in and uh-huh, sat at yeah. a table nearby. I and, can visualize it. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, there wasn't a lot of people there either. So <gasps> it was just, you know, very <sighs> small uh, groups. And uh, other friends of mine walked in. So I was talking to them and, and they were like, pull up a chair. So I asked his table if I could just borrow a chair to swing around or whatever. And they were like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And me, because I can't help myself, was like, also, this is so weird and uh, awkward, but, um, you know, like there was, and he was like, 
that we are dating, but like lucky for you and quoted the tweet back to me. And I was like, I'm going to go die now. Like, just like so mortified. He was very sweet about it. He was like joking around and um, whatever, obviously was not offended for real, for real. But I was just so mortified because again, in my head, like the things I say, like won't go anywhere and no one will see them because like, who am I? Who cares? You know, yes. but it's like John Mayer <gasps> saw that. So oh, John that Mayer not only saw the tweet, remembered it, memorized it, quoted it back to you upon seeing you because yeah. how dare you, Shanae, not right? want to hook up with John Mayer? I mean, I know. So I yeah, sort no, of wish you did so you could tell me never. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just follow up, follow up? I'm a journalist. Did you date slash hook up slash get hit on by anyone I might be familiar with? No, I was never like, I'm not, I'm not very friendly with like the Hollywood crowd or anything, you know? I just kind of always kept myself to myself. Yeah. No, people always are like, which celebrities did you hook up with at MTV? And I'm like, LOL, I tried <laughs> with every single one, but the answer is zero, okay? Not even Zach Hansen was interested. Oh my God, okay. the Hansen I continue. In episode yeah. one, your character catches Meghan Markle giving yes. Dustin Milligan a blowjob, but mm-hmm. you don't remember her being on the show at all. 90210. Well, okay, so I know it. So this was something, this is why I almost didn't want to come on this podcast because (gasps) I was on a podcast and I knew where the host was kind of leading me was to get, you know, because sound bites are important. You're going to pull some juicy shit from this to promote the episode. I did the same thing when I had a podcast. Like, I get it, right? Like, I I understand. So I was like, this is one of those moments. Like, I'm being led down a path where I'm going to say something that references a woman that I have a lot of respect for in some kind of derogatory manner, you know? So I'm just going to avoid. And at the time, no. Like, I I genuinely didn't remember until, of course, Meghan Markle became Meghan Markle. And everyone's like, she was on 902. And I'm like, oh, my God, she was on 902. Like, that's crazy and so cool. Right. Not a negative at all. But we did 119 episodes. I don't think I was even actually shot like if you watch that scene back we're not even I I don't know if there was a super wide shot where we're both in the frame at the same time but they filmed the car stuff separate from like my reaction shot or whatever right like I was probably looking at like tape on a stick so anyway long story short I was really hurt by that because people are trying to like again blow me up like I'm talking shit about some woman who I have a lot of respect for and another woman period end of story which is not my mo at all and then of course somehow i've managed to put my foot in my fucking mouth again and upset people i'm like ah, well, you can't no, win and to contextualize this was you were on sheena shay's shenanigans she was a guest yeah. on phone a friend we're familiar and she right. asked you about megan markle and you said like oh we had did so many episodes yeah like it was so cool that she was on the show but i don't like we didn't i don't remember yeah. and and the headline was Sinead Grimes doesn't remember Meghan Markle or Meghan Markle didn't make an impression yes. enough. Right. Yeah. It was spun into something negative. Shayna too, that I didn't remember her ever being on the show. Like, right. we did a hundred years. like, I was on the show and you were like, like, I don't oh, fucking remember. I don't, remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't remember. Yes. But, you know, we did a lot. We did a yes. lot. Unless you were like a regular appearing thing or something like that. Like, of course, I, I remember the musical guests that were in a scene or something because right. like, there were big musical guests or whatever. But other than that, you know, it's like, I just have a shit memory, guys. It's not like a mean thing. So anyway, 
You live and you learn. Absolutely. And it's not your fault. It is hard to make an impression when your head is between someone else's thighs, you know? So that's... (laughs) You said it, Jesse. Thank you. Not me. For the record. (laughs) And that is how you play 9021. Oh, my God. 9021. Oh, my God. Okay, side note. And this is not for headlines. It's just a question. Yes. Side note. Lori Lachlan played your mom on the show. Did she ever try to take you rowing? No. Mm. No. But honestly, I had the best ever experience with Lori Lachlan. And like, I know all the, you know, the shit show that ensued and all of that kind of stuff. But in my own personal experience, and I haven't talked to her in a very, very, very long time. But when we were working on an O2 and O, I, I looked up to her a lot. I love that. And by the way, Aunt Becky raised me too, okay? You think I don't hear in my ear every time I'm applying makeup? I don't hear Aunt Becky telling DJ Tanner the secret to makeup is to make it look like you're not wearing any makeup at all. That stuck with me for and like that's such like a Lori vibe too. Like Lori uh, was just like I was always just like blown away by how gorgeous she was. Gorgeous. And how like effortlessly just oh yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Okay. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily remember working with Meghan Markle or Sheena Shea. Do you remember working with Drake on Degrassi? Yes, I do remember that because we happened to work together for quite a few years. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have famously said on this podcast, Drake is the sexiest IRL person I've ever been around. Agree, disagree? I would disagree. <gasps> is that because he was like maybe being like Jimmy from Degrassi when you were around him? I don't know. I think I just like knew him too well, you know, but he's very charming. I will say he's Mm. like one of the more charming individuals that Mm. I've ever met for sure. You know, when he got all the Degrassi stars together to do his I'm Upset music video, why were you not there? I was so pregnant. I was so <gasps> no, pregnant. I thought yeah. that might be why. Shanae. I was so pregnant at the time. And I was just like, I'm not about to be getting on a freaking plane with my like swollen ass mm. self right now and, and doing that. Yeah. Okay. So you're on 90210. Show ends after five seasons. You're the yeah. lead in this primetime drama. Yeah. Does Hollywood open its gates for you? What happens next? I decided that I didn't want to act anymore. (laughs) I was so scarred from that experience. I left my agents and everything. I was like, guys, I don't want to do this. I, you know, I'm done. I thought I was done for good at that time because I was just so burned and and burnt out. And I definitely needed that like mental break. And I wanted to do what you always did. I really always wanted to host. Like, I just never really broke in to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, m- much to my dismay. Maybe still one day. It's still on my bucket list. But please. Yeah, I took a break for, yeah. for a few years. But I think that's what I, one of the things I admire so much about you, your openness, obviously, your entrepreneurship, but also just your, the way you were able to pivot. Because you know, at a certain point when you said acting is not working for me and this is not the life I want and you pivoted and like to be a YouTuber, to be a podcaster, to be a content creator. And I think so many people listening to this show, women and moms especially, have pivoted, are pivoting, may Mm -hmm. pivot in the future. Mm -hmm. So like, how did you make that very brave choice to walk away from something to start something else? I think for me, the fear of not trying all of the things that I want to try 
traveling to all the places I want to go to, mm. having all of the experiences that I want to have before my time is up scares me far worse than like trying and failing at things, you know, like it just that that scares the shit out of me. I don't want to get to the end of my days, which could be tomorrow or could be in 40 years and be like, fuck, why didn't I just 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 do it? You know, just do I it. love so. that so much. And by the way, you like me, we're similar in this way. You have started things and done them really well and then gone, you know what, this isn't, I don't have time for this thing anymore. I'm going to start something else and started something else. And there's no shame in that. Like trying something, is it working? How much of your time does it take up? There's no shame in that. And I think people are so afraid that whatever they do has to be the next thing. But it's because we only hear about people's failures when they lead to their success, when they're at the finish Uh, line. And this is something uh, that really... Continue. It drives me nuts because there are so many people that I admire and I love to, you know, they always want to talk about, oh, this is the mistakes I made and this is what I learned from them when they're like sitting on their multi-million dollars in the bank account. And it gives a really false sense of, of reality. It definitely builds and instills that sense of shame over failure. It's like, it's all the journey. My husband always said, because I do feel defeated all of the time. I feel like I'm hitting my head against a wall. I get impatient. Oh, this isn't working. That's not working. He's like, this isn't the thing, but the thing's coming. And mm. this thing is going to lead to the next thing. And mm. that still might not be the thing, but that is then going to lead to what could be the thing. So you just got to keep going. My mom always said, just keep doing. And those are words that I live by. When I start to feel defeated, I start to get discouraged. I start to self-doubt. It's not like, oh, I just attack life with the most confidence every day, not by any stretch of the imagination. But what I definitely do every single fucking day when I get up is I just keep doing. And I have faith that, you know, things will all work out, right? So... I am so I applaud you so much for saying all of that. I'm (laughs) such a big believer in everything. I'm not a big, like everything happens for a reason person uh, but yeah, I, I wish am I a was. big I wish I, I know that. right it would help me to explain <laughs> away nice a lot ethos. of things yeah uh, but I am a bit like you will learn something something will come out of everything that you pursue and I yeah. love hearing that from you and the crazy thing is that you're so good at what you do now it's mind-blowing like you. you you have had so much success as a family vlogger a blogger a content creator So good, in fact, that you're still making headlines. So you recently posted a video that went wildly viral. I'm talking Fox News is covering your Instagram reel. You're clapping back at people who commented online that you have, quote, aged terribly. Yeah. I had like friends and in-laws in the UK being like, are you okay? (laughs) Global news. Yeah. Global news. Weird. I want to play a clip from your video that was all over the news. Phonies, listen to this. I think we've gotten so used to seeing people who have had fillers and Botox talking about skincare recommendations and makeup hacks. We've actually started to believe that that's what you can look like without injecting anything into your face. I'm about to be 34 years old and my face moves and I have the lines to prove it. First of all, 34 LOLOL. I mean, 34. You're like, I'm 34. I was like, oh, God. 
But when people are comparing you to like your 14 year old self, it's like 20 whole years have passed. Right. Okay. But also truly like there are not enough air horn sound effects because I am a mother of three. I feel that I have aged 20 years in the six years that I've had kids. I was so happy to hear you say this. What made you go off? I've just had so many like trolls in the comments and whatever. And I'm like, don't mistake like me not clapping back as like me a not having an opinion on the shit that you're saying but also me like not seeing it like i'm a fucking human being dude yeah. like i've just enough is enough but in the same breath like because of a lack of transparency and filters too never mind like injecting things yeah. but just filters on social media like our brains have been rewired to yes. like have bizarre sets of expectations on what women should look like at certain ages that just like are not real at all you know damned if you do damned Damned if if you don't don't. yeah if you don't if you don't look completely smooth and flawless Mm -hmm. then you're aging terribly but if you admit that you had shit done to your face then like oh my god like you're Mm -hmm. exiled from society and oh you're so fake and this and that and whatever Mm -hmm. so of course people are just like doing the shit because they feel pressured to look a certain way, but also not saying it out loud because they feel pressured to just like pretend that they're naturally looking this way. Like, is it, you you can't win, You man. can't you win. You really can't win. No, unless you're J-Lo because that glow is all natural. A hundred percent. It's just exclusively from her product. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Gotta get my hands on that. Okay, you broke the internet with that clapback. Not the first time you've been outspoken about things you don't agree with. You have said, as a result, you're not everyone's cup of tea. Sinead Grimes Beach, you're my cup of tea. Thanks, and that's why, Jessie. before I let you go, mm-hmm. I want to hear you clap back at some common ideologies that are perpetuated too often in mm-hmm. a game called Clap Back. Clap Back. But a creative title. Thank you so much. (laughs) You have 30 seconds to clap back at each scenario. Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Women should snap back after giving birth. Clap back. Clap back. Uh, There is no such thing. The bounce back does not exist. Your body is never, ever, ever in a million trillion years, no matter what you ingest or what you do to it, ever going to be the body that you had before children. Period. End of story. Yes! When people ask you, if you're here, who's watching the kids? Clap back. Clap back. My fucking husband, because they're his too. (laughs) My fucking husband, bitch. Because they're his kids. When people say, you look so good for being a mom, clap back. Clap back. I mean, thank you. I'll take it because I haven't slept in like five years. Like, (laughs) I'm glad I look better than I feel right now. So I will take any and all of the compliments, whatever you've got. Even if they're backhanded, I'll still just accept them at face value. Oh, my God. Let me just tell you, the like 60 plus year old man working the checkout at Michael's Craft hit on me the other day. And you better believe I told everyone. I was like, I got hit on at the Michael's. Evan, you should be threatened because that clerk hit on me. I mean, I'll take it all. It just, it hits different now. It you hits know? <laughs> different. Okay. Uh, finally, when strangers tell you they don't like your haircut, clap back. Clap back. <laughs> um, you can fuck off. You can I fuck off. I love my hair. 
hair. I love my I love hair. It too. And it's one of those things like I, I think when you feel really confident about something, when people insult it or whatever, like it doesn't even I don't know, like it's more upset. It riles up my husband, you know, like he gets all protective of me. He's like, you need to fucking say something, you know, and I'm like, but I love my hair. So like, right. I don't, you know, but yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. I should just tell them to fuck off. So I did. You just did. You did on the internet and you just did right here. And that yes. is how you play Clap Back with Sinead Grimes Beach. Clap Back. Sinead, unfortunately, this is an audio medium, but I was like jumping and cheering for everything you just said. You inspire me every day. You really do. Thank you for uh. always being so open, so honest, so truly fearless about everything. If you don't already... Follow at Sinead Grimes Beach on all the platforms, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. And Sinead, next time you're in L.A., I hope you spot my twins on a (laughs) playground somewhere and then just creepily email me and we can set a time to hang out. Will you do that next time? That would be great. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Now we're just like making out over the phone, which is weird. You hang up first. Okay, you you hang hang up first. first. (laughs) Okay, no. Okay. Okay, I'll hang up. Bye. Sinead Grimes Beach. What? What a phone a friend. Uh, she did not hold back, not once. We got tea about Meghan Markle and John Mayer and Drake and behind the scenes stories about 90210. She like really just is who she is. And it feels almost like she can't help herself, but to be totally honest. And I just love her so much for it. I know she doesn't like to be called a bitch, but I do think we have to add Shanae to our growing list of badass business betchas who've appeared on this show because she's always starting something new. She's like so inspiring and I just, I love her so much. Thank you, Shanae. After the break, a voicemail that will warm your heart and touch your soul. I know it touched me in many places and I haven't been touched in a while. That's next. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're back. I went for a silent walk during that commercial break and an original thought came to me. Let's check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. 
Hi, Jesse. This is Mary from Guelph, Ontario calling. I literally stopped your podcast so I could leave you this message. I am laughing out loud about your Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey segment. Like everyone else, I'm obsessed with them and I've been reading every news source available about them. I am crying. And what really got me was when you called Travis Kelsey an oaf. Like I haven't heard the word oaf used probably ever and the way you said it was so funny so i just like can't get over how much joy you brought to me today and like i will be resuming listening to the podcast after this but i literally just needed to stop it and tell you thank you so much you totally made my day i don't really have a question i guess if i had to ask i would say how do you keep it going girl you're so fun like how do you keep the good vibes rolling and constantly being inspired because your creativity is so motivating for me and I've been a longtime fan. So thank you so much for bringing so much joy to my day and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll talk to you later, I guess, like you're a friend. Okay, thanks so much. Bye. I mean, Mary from Guelph, Ontario, you are a friend. Uh, is that not the nicest message you've ever heard, Jason? It's so nice. What a joy. <laughs> I love her. What like what a joyous energy to bring. Oh, Mary, I do feel like my phonies are my friends. I, it's delusional, but I really do feel like every Thursday I'm just jumping into a conversation with my friends. Like, we're, like, picking up where we left off last time we hung out, you know? So, my God, thank you for this lovely, kind, just gorgeous and sweet message. And this is what I want to say about Mary, Jason. I feel like the fact that she stopped the podcast to call and talk about the podcast is just, like... That's so kind. And I think Mary is a really good example of telling people what they mean to you. Like, I really am trying to do this throughout my life. I'm trying to tell people what they mean to me and why they're important to me, like, while they're in my life. I think we wait too long, and then we talk about people after they've died. Like, tell them now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Tell me, do I not routinely make you deeply uncomfortable, Jason, by telling you how talented you are and how great you are and how proud I am of you? It's, that is true, yes, on all, on all I'm fronts. Like, like texting you that I'm watching your show and I'm seeing your name in the credits. Like I really do try to shower you with the real feelings that You're I have about you. That. I think it's important. I need to try to start doing that. I also just secretly like it because it makes you so uncomfortable. Jason hates a compliment. I always think about that with reviews. Like, I always, whenever I have a bad experience, like, my first instinct is to, like, get on, like, Google reviews and write something. But, like, I never think of it when it's like I've had an amazing experience. I know, right? It's so true. Have you ever left a positive review? I must have, yeah. That's why I'm always so blown away when people take the time to just, like, leave a comment or a DM or a message like that. Like, that takes real time and and long-distance charges to do that, Mary, and it really is so touching. And yes, Travis Kelsey is an oaf. I mean, I did mention that he's graduated to, like, hunk status. He's hotter and has more swag than a classic oaf, but he is of the oaf community. So how do I keep it going? Is that our question? How do I keep it going? I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I love what I do. And that's so cliched, but seriously, doing this podcast is the best part of my week. Would you agree, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you really sold me on that. I just think like Jason and then our technical producer, Rob and I, we literally just make each other laugh with dumb ideas and segment titles and jingles every week. And I really do look forward to this time with you every single Thursday. And I also think like Jay, you and I are just real creative people. I'll speak for myself. I have no other skills, Mary. I don't, I cannot (laughs) do my taxes. I cannot help my children with their kindergarten math homework. Like I have nothing else to give except that I have ideas. And I think every time I start something new, that's when it's the best because there's really been no rules. Like we can just do what we want to do here. And that is so fun. And don't get it twisted. Like I work my ass off, you know, like I travel and I shoot and I prep and I record and I don't sleep and I don't take time to exercise or take care of myself or watch the second part of the Beckham documentary because most of the time I'm just like clinging to life. But it's worth it because I love it. I really do. And let's be honest, like this is technically my job, like which involves a personal boy band singing a jingle for a segment called Breaking Penis News. That is in part how I make a living. So how can you not love it? You know, Mary, do what you love or find the time to do what you love. And that just keeps you going. Does that answer your question, Mary from Guelph? I don't know. I just so appreciate you for your positivity. And I think everybody should take a little bit of Mary's positive energy and tell someone today how much you love them or appreciate them. You know what I mean? Jason. Yeah. You're out in Toronto with the love of your life. Are you going to tell him today how much he means to you? Yeah, I'm inspired all of a sudden. <laughs> Great. A little bit of Mary from Guelph, Ontario. Can't hurt anybody. That's all you need. Yeah, just a little dash of Mary. I really did love that voicemail. It's so sweet. I know, so beautiful. Um, Jason, lots of song options this week. Kesha's Praying does come to mind. I would even play a full-on Will Smith song, given what he has been dragged through this week. But I'm also leaning towards giving Adonis the space that he deserves with his debut single. Thoughts? I think so, too. Adonis. We're going Adonis. The depth in the lyricism is just profound, and I feel like we should share more of it. Okay, here we go. Uh. Don't talk to my man like that. Enough. Huge thanks to Sinead Grimes Beach. Jason, my producer, thanks to my mom for bringing sushi to my Vancouver hotel room last night, literally keeping me alive. Thank you to you for listening, for leaving us five-star reviews. That really helps us keep this thing going. And, you know, leaving us voicemails that touch our hearts and telling your friends about Phone a Friend. You guys are, you really are the best. Um, And we'll be back next week, right, Jay? We'll be back. We'll be back. Okay, now I got to go host an event at BC Place in Vancouver. Do you know who just performed at BC Place in Vancouver, Jason? Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, that's right. Beyonce. I will be walking the stage that Beyonce was on. (laughs) I don't think I'm ready. But here we go. Talk next Thursday. Talk next Thursday. Bye. Adonis, hit us with some bars. I was driving in the car and I matched my car. I was playing on my iPad and I broke my iPad. I'm going to my house, seeing my dad. I'm saying hi to my dad and I have to go change. Phone the Friend was created by our mommy, Jessie Quixie. The exact 
Secret Producers are Jesse Kruitschenk and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Soundclash. Phone a friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Rio Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.